Hello, and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett. Hi, I'm Ginger Bennett. And I'm Paul Baglios. And we'd like to welcome you again to Two Pews in a Pod, where we are going to discuss preaching once more. Uh, this is episode four of our five-part series. And so, Pastor Baglios, I want to ask you today, when you prepare to preach, kind of walk us through what that is like for you. It usually depends upon the occasion. Mm, that's um, true. So I'll, let me talk first about how I prepare for preaching in the regular weekly worship life yes. of this congregation or others I mm -hmm. have served, which is different than other occasions that's that we right. can talk about as well. But for me, I generally begin um, at the beginning or very early in the week. Mm -hmm. um, by reacquainting myself with the biblical passages appointed in the lectionary, right. which is the schedule of Bible readings to be heard in worship. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say reacquaint myself, um, mm -hmm. you know, at this point in my in my <laughs> life as a Christian and right. in my in my work as a pastor of the church, I have read the entire Bible. So I'm never coming to any passage for the very first right. time. And yet, whether I'm coming to it for the 100th time or the 50,000th time, there's sure. a sense in which I'm encountering it anew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my work begins by putting myself before the attention of the texts right. um, and reading them and letting them then begin to steep oh. um, in my thinking and reflection. Mm -hmm. And I'll say more, but I don't want to have a monologue here. <laughs> um, Where do I start out? <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> I think for me, I start out um, similar. I... Um, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar, I'm sure you are, the, the practice of Lectio Divina, where you pray the scriptures, and I find that extremely helpful, because as you say, we uh, encounter the scriptures all the time in our uh, daily lives, but also in our own personal reading, but then also in our pastoral capacity reading um, as we think about preaching. And so um, as I pray the scriptures, um, the, the process of Lectio Divina is to read the scriptures and then to give some time for meditation and then to read them again and then allow some more time for meditation and prayer and then to read them a third time. And so each time you're reading them, you're hearing them fresh and you give yourself some leading questions each time. So the first time you're just leading, you're just reading them and you're just praying them. And the second time you might think about where do I hear the Spirit inviting me today? And then the third time you may consider um, the challenges that you hear in that scripture reading. And you don't do anything. You just listen and pray and consider. And I think it's a wonderful place to start is just to sort of 
being present um, and, and taking into account all the things going on in our world and in our lives, right? And I think that's part of why each time we read the scriptures, it's a little bit different is because we've grown and our lives have changed and the scriptures continue to grow and change with us. So it's wonderful. I'm going to completely jump off the track for a moment <laughs> because as I've listened to you um, before we began to record this episode, we were chatting about um, possible topics for future series. Oh, we have yes. a number of those um, that we've not yet uh, planned to the point of having outlined <laughs> or scheduled, but we have right. them in our intention. As I've listened to you say what you just said, I wonder if we should do a series on prayer. Oh, that would be lovely. I would love that. I, I think that you would. And I know <laughs> you to be a far more disciplined and reflective person in your own prayer life mm. than I am. Okay. I, I believe that my attention to Scripture is prayerful, mm -hmm. but when I'm paying attention to it, I'm not conscious of engaging in an act of prayer. Oh, okay. Um, my attention tends to fall differently. And I would mm. add, too, that one of the things I've heard as this almost relates to our topic last time, what we might learn about preaching yeah. is that preachers should not only be opening scripture when they have to look at the texts assigned right. for preaching. Oh, yes. That if that's their only engagement with scripture, they're probably selling their people short. I would think, yeah. Um, and I try in different ways to keep a discipline of studying scripture. Mm -hmm. Well, and the Synod has the program, uh, Delaware, Maryland Synod Reads Together, mm -hmm. where we read the scripture and then folks, it's on Facebook, and so folks are welcome to join that. And then as we read a similar passage, then put in the chat differing reflections, and somebody puts a reflection each, each day. So, but I think you're right. I think that's part of what helps us connect and gather around scripture. Yes. Um, I find it helpful whenever I'm looking at a particular passage of Scripture mm -hmm. because of a preaching responsibility right. that's coming up, that I'm able to think about this passage within the larger context of the Bible as a whole. Right, right. Um, you mentioned something a moment ago I was going to respond to, and it has, in this moment, slipped my mind. So well. say something smart while I search for well, it to come back. I just, I just am curious, as the, the lecti Lectio Divina process includes praying through those scriptures and um, engaging with them in that way, do you have, as you read scripture, do you have a particular... Um, way uh, that you might read through scripture um, in at differing times for differing purposes. Um, specifically, though, how it's different for those times than when you're preparing to preach. Yes, um, and I'll say that one of the gifts of that I find of being in ministry with this congregation is mm -hmm. that when I started here. Um, as an interim lead pastor, I was yes. told that there is a Thursday Bible study. Uh, yes. Would I want to continue leading that? Right. And I agreed to do that. Yes. It's been life-giving to me. Yes. 
Because while I am leading it, while I am the teacher, so to speak, I think any good teacher understands that yes. teaching others is also learning yeah. with others and learning from others. Exactly. And the commitment to be in that weekly Bible study with mm -hmm. the people of this congregation and others who gather once right. a week in Zoom has been tremendously helpful mm -hmm. for me. And we read scripture at the beginning of a lot of our meetings, uh, be just a, a maybe even a small portion or a pericope, as we may call it, just to give us something to think about before we then begin to talk about the business of the church. And I really think that that's helpful um, to see scripture work in all of those differing ways so that when we sit down to write our sermons and we sit down to um, think about what it means um, in the context of the lectionary, in the context of preaching a sermon, how that might be different than for a Bible study or yes. at the beginning of a meeting or something along those lines. Well, along that line, <laughs> I've now recovered um, my errant thought. Um, oh, good. <laughs> one of the ways when I'm preparing for preaching, one of the things that I try to do is not only pay attention to what questions um, does this passage or these passages of Scripture draw out of me? But even more importantly, what questions do they put to me? Oh, uh -huh. um, sometimes you'll hear uh, popular sentiments or understandings that regards the Bible almost as a book of answers. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't think of it that way at all. I think of it as a book of questions. Um. And... In preparing for preaching, I try to pay attention to how is this passage, what questions is this passage mm. or these passages putting to me? Mm. How is scripture questioning me? What does scripture want out of me? Interesting. And similarly, um, where I often find that question or those mm -hmm. questions is especially as I'm considering which text appointed in the lectionary is going mm -hmm. to be the primary text for the preaching, usually I'll focus on which of these texts do I not want to preach on. How fascinating. And because perhaps there's some point I'd rather avoid or <laughs> some point of difficulty and I don't have perhaps the clarity that would give me um, uh, the sense of arrogant confidence I would want. <laughs> but I'll try to pay attention to what do I want to avoid in mm. these texts? And then Engage generally it, I'll agree that's what I need that's to focus interesting. on. That's interesting. You know, it's fascinating because when I read... I'm actually looking for something completely different. So it's helpful to hear that because I look for hope. I look where is where is there hope and then and then what gets in the way of hope. So very fascinating to start in a in a little bit of a different a different way. Well, and I suppose I do that because if something is jabbing at me, the question it's putting to me is whether that something is falsifying my hope. Mm, interesting. Um, hmm. 
Well, so for me, after I've done Lectio Divina on the first day, the second day is when I start delving into those questions that you're talking about. And I might do differing things like just writing. I may just sit down and journal or write about the things that come to my mind as I'm reading and as I answer those questions that I had had put forth. Um, so I ask myself um, to, at, at that point, I engage with the scriptures. I might try silly things like if I were going to write this out like a story, where do I, because I'm an, I had an English major in school, so I think about, you know, where is the, the storyline? How do I feel the, the, the story moving here? And where do I feel that, um, that peak in the story? And how do, I hear that, and then considering what I know about the congregation, um, what might they hear calling out to them as maybe a completely different high point than I hear, but but from the differing ways, chatting with people before or after service or during the week sometimes, as we get to know people, we hear the things that matter to them or the things that they're struggling with or the things that are important to them. And so I consider what does this then, how does that sound to them on their ears? I mean, of course, I don't know for sure, but I imagine how is God reaching out to them through these passages? So that would be my my second step in my sermon writing. What would you say would be your second well, step? Well, that's the point that you were talking about this in the last episode, and I asked you, hold that thought. <laughs> um, that's exactly the point. It's also a question of how are we hearing mm-hmm. the people who are going to hear us right. preach? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the discipline and the preparation for preaching. Oh, yeah. Both in longer term pastoral disciplines and commitments and more immediate ones. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that I try to do is carry an awareness of the upcoming scripture passages Mm -hmm. into every encounter that I'm going to have in my pastoral work through the week. Oh, okay. And try to bring what I might be hearing Mm -hmm. from the people of the congregation, from the Mm -hmm. people of the community. Mm -hmm. How does what I'm hearing from them maybe stir a conversation with what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the scripture passages? and see whether something begins to foment Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. Um, As you speak of a day one and two, um, again, I admire, uh, but I'm not able to emulate (laughs) your your kind of discipline with this. But then I'll begin to think, what... What in any of this that's been now fomenting in Mm -hmm. my thinking, Mm -hmm. for a few days at least, Mm -hmm. where does any of this uh, percolate something that would be helpful, life-giving, joyful to hand to the congregation in preaching? Mm -hmm. Um, And in some ways, this becomes then like an exercise in any writing Right. Uh, one of my one of my teachers some years ago always would press me and his other students with the question, "Tell me the thesis of your thesis." 
Meaning <laughs> I need to hear in what sentence, what this book, even if this book is 700 pages, tell me what I'm going to learn in right. this book. Yes. And if you can't do it in a sentence, That's right. I don't want to read all of the sentences it takes you to cover <laughs> 700 pages. And that often is a bit of counsel that I will give to other preachers. Mm -hmm. What is the thesis of your thesis? Mm. No sermon either can or should mm -hmm. say everything that it might no. ever be good to say. Right. Um, and I think Clarity and focus are good for the preacher because they can be good for the hearers. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, as we engage with Scripture and as we feel invited in, and each, each step of the process, whether it's each day, which tends to be for me, I try to engage each day, whether it's an each day experience or if it's, you know, at differing times during the week, however you you do that, there's constantly this flow of intentionality, um, this flow of prayerfully listening and considering, and then there's this flow of um, as you um, begin to um, listen and pray and and allow this sermon to take place or take shape in front of you. I don't know about you, but I've had many times where through the week I've listened and I've begun to write a sermon in my mind, but I wait actually several days before I start actually putting pen to paper or uh, keystrokes. Right, fingers, right? To, fingers, to, <laughs> fingers keys. to keys. Fingers to keys. And in my mind, I'm starting off and I'm going in this direction. And as I'm writing, the Holy Spirit is turning me. And before I know it, I realize I've ended up over here. Have you, you know, it's an interesting thing when it you is. allow the Spirit to kind of be your guide through the process. Well, once I think I have some grasp on the thesis of my thesis. Yes. Um, what do I really want to make sure the people hear in this? Then I'll, you know, I begin to think about how can this be structured for delivery? Mm -hmm, what, mm -hmm. what, where do I want to begin? Right. How do I want to elaborate and develop? How mm -hmm. do I want to end? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I just begin to write. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is similar to composing music. Ah. Um, and as you're saying, sometimes... As I begin to write, it begins to take a direction other than what I had <laughs> originally anticipated. Right. Sometimes I hope that means it's gone in a better direction. <laughs> Sometimes it means right. I've just veered hopelessly off course. <laughs> uh -oh. um, but usually for me, the, the process of writing unfolds itself. Mm. If I've said this, then the next thing to be said must be this. Sure. And therefore... And yeah. The danger is, of course, that as you engage in a sermon, you could end up, and I've had this happen especially earlier in my preaching time, is you end up with five sermons in one sermon that then you have to start, okay, yeah. that's for later, that's for later, what is the main focus? And that's, again, your thesis within your thesis. The thesis right? of the thesis. For me... We also, at Evangelical Lutheran Church, we tend to have, it's not a fixed to the second, 
<laughs> but we have a general sense of the time frame of right. preaching within the worship. Because we have so many services, we need to finish so the next service can start. Well, and I can space that by how much writing I'm doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know if it's getting too long or not. There is a great deal that we might talk about under this. We haven't, we both indicated that we write our sermons. Um, I have at times. I've never preached unprepared, but for long stretches uh, in ministry and other places, I've preached without manuscript, um, often without notes or sometimes only with notes, but we're going to let that go for a different time. For now, we will say to all of you again, thank you for making the time to join us. Yes. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.